been at RBC and in 19 business, years, 19 years at RBC. This is my 19th year. And in the business as a whole, have you always been at RBC? No, I, I was hired. I, I used to be uh, chase card counters at the casinos. Oh, really? Yeah, that was my job. Game security. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you, you beat up people. When they... <laughs> yeah, not, not beat them up. I catch them, I catch them and leave oh, the beat up for other people. I know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, because I spoke Arabic and French and they were looking somebody like to target that community and here so they offered me the mm-hmm. job and I decided to take it uh, on a trial because I mm-hmm. had good income at the casino and I had kids you know mm-hmm. like going on commission right away it's not an easy task oh, awesome. but uh, you know Margaret Corio who hired me and she saw the potential she said you know she was taking the heat for me being the only mortgage specialist in Canada having two jobs and uh, she gave me one year and she said that's it and then after one year I wasn't feeling I did really good, but I wasn't feeling comfortable enough to leave the other fixed, uh, you know, income mm-hmm. with the family. And actually, she took the hit for me three years. That's why I owe her so much. And she was an incredible coach. And after the third year, I, fr- I figured like my income at the casino was like really one month's check. So from the sale and, and mortgages. And apparently, you know, I was doing really well in mortgages. Uh, so I decided to quit the casino and focus on on this. Yeah. Do you miss the casino? Uh, you know what? Uh, I miss uh, the environment and all m- for my job, not really the gambling part because I don't personally gamble. I, I used to a long time ago, but I haven't gambled for the last seven years for personal reasons and, you know, ethical mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I feel I want to gamble, you know, I'll take the two, three hundred dollars that I want to waste and do something good with them for somebody in need. Mm-hmm. The problem with uh, when I gamble, I feel like I just gamble until I'm out the money. Like that money is gone one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. When I'm gambling, I'd be like, awesome, I'm up a hundred bucks. But then I'll just keep gambling until I don't have that money at all. Yeah, yeah. I've never gone to the casino right. and just like, like I'm not a gambler at all yeah. either, yeah. like at all. But yeah. like if we ever have gone to the casino, it's been like, okay, I have, you know, a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars to lose. To lose. <laughs> to lose. <laughs> like that's what it's going to cost me yeah. for tonight Oops. to go and, and have fun. And I try to stretch that yeah. as much as I can. Well, like any entertainment, you take money. Right. Do you go like, you know, for a dinner, you expect your money back yeah. or you go to a movie, you expect your money back. No. If you go do it uh, on that base, like, you know, for entertainment, yeah. then that's fine. As long as you don't think you can right. go and make money because... You know, when I used to work at the Unless casino, you're a card counter. Yeah, well, right? even even then, huh? even then, card counting give you advantage. Doesn't make you a winner for sure. That's true. Yeah. So uh, that being said, I, I used to see like young kids playing poker, and you know, one guy told me, "I'm not here to gamble. I'm not here to you know. I'm here to make money." He thinks he believes. University student, he believes strongly that if he knows how to do the math and how uh, you know uh, do like you know, the, like really figure it out, like what's the percentage, what's the rewards versus the, the, the you know, the risk. And he thinks he can really make money. It's still gambling. Mm-hmm. If you're a card counter and you have the perfect shoes, the ever, like the perfect shoe in blackjack, that gives you the edge up to whatever you yeah, want, like 80%, got, 90%, maybe. there's still 10% chance that you lose. I've, I still feel like with card counting, you still only get like the house usually has like a what like a 51 52 53 percent no, over no, you no, in 0.57 over time right? 0.57 on a blackjack game uh, yeah. if you don't on perfect one of the best um, yeah no oh, sure the, sure yeah. black blackjack but if like you strictly follow it yeah, yeah you just have to like give yourself the tiny little tiniest little edge over that mm-hmm. and then over time on the averages you may make money if yeah. if you play enough Every time, like you deviate from basic strategy, you're giving that right. edge away to the right. uh, to, yeah. to the casino. Yes. And as I said, 
that gives you better odds, but doesn't make you winner for sure. I've seen card counter who, who had a perfect chew mm -hmm. and he was betting table max, table max, table max. Three times in the road, the, the dealer hit blackjacks. He had a 20s, perfect 20s and amazing shoes. But the, still, the dealer had blackjack right. and the option to that for both. So he was losing those hands. Like, he went nuts. My dad uh, my dad learned how to card count. He was, he, was, he was all about it when he retired. He was like, I'm going to learn how to card count. So he bought these books and he got all, everything. He's just like, I just, he just wanted to do it for fun, right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't going to go take the casino yeah. for all I they were I used to have worth. the apps. I used to have the apps. Right. I would do it. And, yeah. and I have to guess what the last so one my, but, yeah. but what he said in the end was, like, the art of card counting isn't about how well you can even just count the cards like you have to still be able to you have to be able to sit at that table mm -hmm. and not look like you're card counting right. that like that's right? the hardest because part because that could be dealt with because this guy right here oh, he'll exactly. spot you right away yeah. and he'll give you yeah. the beat down yeah, yeah. But, like that, right? yeah I actually <laughs> that tells me what experience that was a father and son from our area they used to come to the casino one of them like always on average sorry win win or lose okay and the father wins all the time and they make few thousands and leave and we had to track them for so long. Finally, the son was making the card counting. The father sitting in front, like on the opposite side, wow. and he would give him signal how oh to bet. God. And the, the oh. father drinking, turning his face, not looking at the cards. How can you doubt that? And finally, we realized there was those two people everywhere they play. They play together. Mm -hmm. One sits on seat number one. One sits, sits on sits on the anchor. Wow. And and we figured it out. So uh, sometimes it's just they can be sophisticated. People kill for money. Do you think they're not going to uh, come with ideas to exactly to make yeah. you know? Talking about basic strategy, I will follow it until the dealer shows a ten, and I have a five or six. I hate hitting on that five or six. I'm like, <laughs> <That's> it's <laughs> the worst because I know basic strategy tells me to hit. And I'm like, but I know it's going to bust every time. Like five, yeah, having yeah. a five or six on it on the yeah. dealer's ten is the yeah, worst. It is, uh, and you're supposed they, to hit. Yeah, as well, they call it, bad situation like our yeah. market right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you you know that's your job. That's what you do for a living. It's like Black Jack. You have that hand already, <laughs> already on the table. You can't back off. You say, you know what? Let's yeah. Let's call it even. Give me my money. And uh, actually, in some uh, certain cases, they 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 give you a chance when the dealer has a face card yeah. to back off and and give up half your bet. Oh, there, there's, there is some games that like like that. Some casinos, that, yeah. They have the one. Uh, is it that blazing blackjack at the casino right now? And it allows you. They give you the free double down. That's a that's I like that. I don't know how they're able to do that without. Um, affecting they would have other odds from from other sources of the bank and the, the side bet would be there you would have i think side bet for that so that's where they make the money to cover that you know advantage that they're giving you so some casinos in in, in vegas they used to give you five to one seven to one on blackjack you really? hit blackjack you get seven to one but they take away other options like double double up like taking insurance like yeah, they're never they, giving it to you for no, free they're just yeah. they're just re-altering the way exactly. i'm going value. back to the yeah. student who thinks they know everything yeah. you don't think yeah. they have millions of people over the course of the time the casinos have been around on the casinos team doing the economics and the math and right. on how it all works i mean this is a this is a pretty foolproof system they have I would, yeah i would say you know tried. yeah there was a book written by ken ken houston houston if i remember correctly blackjack for blood and he was one of the most sophisticated. Yeah, he came as actually was a way of card counting, advanced card counting called Omega Two. Uh, uh, you know, and and this basically counts like all the cards, aces separate count for aces, and then gives value for each card minus mm -hmm. or plus. 
and it's very deta- detailed one and very hard to do. To say for, uh, you but, have to count each uh, Yeah, card, but that's... if you look where he ends, if you if you go like to his biography, God knows where he ended. He, he ended a broker, a, a broke. You oh. know, he didn't have money. Somebody so brilliant in, in doing what he does, they end up and that's what gambling tells you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's man. still gambling. Well, I think you de- it's the deviating from the systems. Mm-hmm. People easily deviate away from something when they're in a position that's uncomfortable, like and the five or six on the ten. And you yeah. gotta remember too, like you know, that takes you away in your actual life. You know, when you start making money, they call it easy money to mm-hmm. master it that way. It's like anything else. When you start making that money, it, when is it enough? Mm-hmm. It becomes never enough. Mm-hmm. They want to make more, more, more mm-hmm. until they fall. And so you then switched over from the from the casino to RBC. Yeah, from that yeah, into organi- from gambling yeah. into organized <laughs> banking. So I used to be floor supervisor at casino. Was in at the same time, and, and you know, and then the uh, kind of chasing what called G- uh, GST, I think, game security team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So eighteen years at RBC. Correct. Um, this is my nineteenth. Wow. Top. One percent chairman's in the last five years. Last five years, yeah, and the sixteen years uh, top ten percent, you know, in the country yep. for uh, yeah the the uh, convention. Yeah, yeah. And Colin, mm-hmm. um, pronounce your last name for everybody here for me. There's so many ways to say it. Yeah. I say bossy. Okay. Maybe the proper way is bossé. Okay. With like Santé Gu. Yeah, but we but live, you like but bossy, we, bossy better. But we live in Windsor. Yeah. But if you say boss, I'll go with it as well. <laughs> yeah, so. we live in Windsor. <laughs> we live in Windsor. <laughs> so you live, you live on Peary, perchance. <laughs> just make sure you don't say bossy. In yeah. Or Polisher. <laughs> yeah, you're a good friend. So, yeah. it's, so it's Bose in Windsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Colin, you've been yes. working with uh, Mike for a few years now? Yeah, uh, this is our second year together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been with RBC going on my seventh year. So we've been working together since the beginning. I, yeah. I've worked I as used a to, bank teller. Yeah, I used so. to, you know, use his help when he was an account manager at the, at the casino. Uh, at the casino. <laughs> no. Oh, oh it's like, oh, I, I see what's happening. Yeah, now we're here. No. And then, uh, to be honest, I encouraged him to become mortgage yeah. specialist because I, I was looking for specific people. You, saw, pot- you saw potential. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. see potential in him. I'm gonna get them over here in the real estate world now. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, so you're you've been under Mike's wing. Uh, top, you guys are top one percent in the country. Not this year. Yeah, yeah, for the previous five years, yes. Yeah, but top ten percent. Yeah, top ten percent. Yeah, to be yeah. confident. Um, and then there's been times you've been top ten. Mm-hmm. Has there been times where you've actually been top ten? I've been top ten for the last sixteen years. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, top ten like. Oh, the country yeah. I was number five the number best. five I, th- I thought so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's awesome congrats and before the team I was on my own at the yeah. time yeah. yeah back when we uh just slugging it out in the trenches <laughs> you, you, you burn out over that like it's yeah. it's hard to keep that sustain that up right without just, getting the team I mean I know without, without the team I mm-hmm. would either be divorced or dead. <laughs> just, and, and you know what? To be honest, I was encouraged by RBC a lot yeah. because RBC, every time we go to convention or any uh, event was RBC, the first thing they bring the partners, they thank them because they say, if you don't have a great partner at home to balance your life right. and take care mm-hmm. of you, the back office yeah. of you, okay, you, you won't be able to perform the way you do. Yeah. And at the same time, I want to reverse it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, especially for Colin. And I told him that and I've mm-hmm. told other people. In time like this, we all know that the market is tougher right now and where you have to be a really good real estate agent to, it was good reputation, it was good name to be able to get business. That's why I tell your 
your, your teammates that working with you, uh, Joe, that, you know, this is, they're lucky. Because if they're not mm -hmm. a big part of a big team, it's very hard to yeah, survive. We know that. Same we with Colin, same, mm -hmm. same with RBC. Yeah. We have lots of new people Absolutely. are, you know, facing very, very tough time right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. But when somebody has like, you know, was a big team, big name mm -hmm. uh, that earned the reputation and yeah. earned the clientele that they have it in time like this, they feel more safe because, yeah. you know, that check keeps coming. And even in the busy market, I found mm -hmm. people without the reputation or somebody to back them. That's also difficult. That has its challenges when it's so competitive and cutthroat and mm -hmm. you're just thrown into the wolves. I mean, it, it that's a tough thing too, but more now for sure so than ever because when there's only 400 houses selling in a month and there's 1,500 agents in the city mm -hmm. and of the 400 selling, there's a lot of agents selling a lot of those themselves, right? So the, the pool of agents that are actually doing deals um, is shrinking, right? And... Um, market share is more important now than ever for sure absolutely mm -hmm. and again if if it was me or anybody else in tough time like this if you're selling your house and you know there isn't too many buyers who would you want to go to mm -hmm. reputation name yep. mm -hmm. honesty experience you mm -hmm. want to target those last year i kept calling it the lottery year for us because everybody was selling everybody was doing it you don't need too much mm -hmm. okay well, but you know that's one year in regular business, which is what we see right now, okay, uh, you need you need the, that reputation, you need that big name, you need you know uh, people to trust you. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying when somebody's under big names, you know, teams, they're very good right now because most people in time like this would target those people to Absolutely. work with. When I track my business, I almost am tempted to take 2021 out of the equation. That's very smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly want to see 2019, 2020, 2022. How's my business trending? Because 2021 was an anomaly. A unicorn. It was Absolutely. crazy. Yeah, I mean, so. it was it, it was crazy. And there's a lot of people that did very well on the investment front, too. I mm -hmm. mean, it was just, it was a good time for everybody. I'm, I'm talking to contractors. Yeah. Uh, anybody in any any self-made business uh, was doing really, really well. Even the restaurants coming out of COVID were starting to pick up, too. But well, it, I feel bad for the restaurants, actually. I mean, they're coming mm -hmm. out of COVID. Now they're going into a recession. And that is one of the places people are going to cut costs is, is eating True. out and entertainment. So You know what, though? I, I worked in the restaurant business yeah. for a lot mm -hmm. of years. And and the, interestingly enough, the, the data doesn't support that. Really? No, it doesn't. Because people need uh, an escape from yeah. their life. Yeah. And, and that's the cheapest way for them to do it. Alcohol so, sales. So, so, so what, so what actually happens, what actually happens, Casino is, goes way up. Yeah. Well, it's true though. And you stop yeah. seeing, you stop seeing, um, things like new car purchases. You stop mm. seeing big mm -hmm. yeah. luxury purchases Home drop right down. You start seeing like, like fancy watches and sunglasses and stuff. Those sales will all drop. A lot of retail mm. will, will drop, but, Eating out and entertainment doesn't feel the sting from that because yeah. it's a, it's a psychological thing and people need that to feel I, normal. Yeah. I want to comment on that being mm -hmm. in, in you know this is my nineteenth years in mm -hmm. the Windsor Essex County market. Mm -hmm. You know I've been offered to go to big cities, but I always wanted to raise my family in the smaller cities. You know uh, because that's my first priority. That being said, I find Windsorite, you know, to be like very very. Uh, Aggressive people when it comes to adventure, uh, adventures and, and like to move, like to do something. They're not the people who, in an economy like this, sit back and, you know, cross their hands and hope mm -hmm. for the best. They go and take initiatives. They do stuff. I see lots of people creating things, like some restaurants. They came with some ideas. 
you know, I don't want to mention names because it's not about here to do advertising for them, but <laughs> some great ideas that they come and, and nobody else does them. So mm -hmm. uh, even buying and selling homes, if you see other markets, how much they drop versus like, you know, our area, we're very lucky to be in this area. Uh, Windsor, mm -hmm. I, honestly, like they, they, you know, they don't like to sit in back. They spend their money and mm -hmm. they try to find a way to make money. So life goes on with them, regardless of the economy and what's going on. In, mm -hmm. Like you said, uh, 2021 being a unicorn, I think um, what a lot of people started to realize over the last few years, especially out of town investors, is Windsor as a city is a bit of a unicorn. And it's overlooked. Well said. It's, it's overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I, I think um, there's a lot of articles suggesting there are some good years coming here, like almost like a, a second wave for the Windsor, Detroit area um, when it comes to innovation, tech, robotics, um, and uh, obviously the EV vehicles, um, which is our biggest mm -hmm. in, in upcoming. And um, Dilkins just was reelected. Um, he's done a lot for the city as far as bringing in a lot of these uh, these new investors, right? Very hardworking mm -hmm. mayor we have, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is just like, and again, diversified. Yeah. and look like see the bigger the bigger picture and that being said to back up your statement even our, at rbc you know our every time we meet like really our executives they talk about windsor and the potential of mm -hmm. ontario southwest in general mm -hmm. but you know the head of ontario southwest unicorn now geographic mm -hmm. we're the closest city to, to detroit geographically yeah. i don't yeah. know how we weren't a major player to begin with yeah. Well, we're, I think yeah. before the pandemic, the, the, people yeah. wanted to be in the bigger cities right. and weren't. Yeah, but our location yeah. is so strategic that everybody like really underestimate that area. Mm -hmm. So even now with what's going on, if you look at the average pricing in Canada, we, mm -hmm. we were one of the lowest. Mm -hmm. And when it started going up like last year and the year before, people were asking me, I said, this is only normal. Like our strategic, like geographic, you know, location should be one of the top cities not the lowest pricing cities i don't know why it was priced so low yeah you know but it was like again recapping on top, that top north american um border crossing mm -hmm. huge investments on the ev front coming in both the us and canada want to see ev vehicle production 100 percent. i think by what 2030 to 2035 yeah. um our geographic location as far as our climate is is the warmest you get in Canada. We have the longest summer. Yep. Yeah. Um, we border obviously a major city that had gone through some tough times, but I think they're a they're a big player right now in upcoming cities that are seeing Absolutely. a lot of investment. Um, we're five hours from Chicago. Um, I mean, within five hours, you can be in Kentucky, you can be mm -hmm. in Chicago, you can be in Ohio Pittsburgh, within an you can hour. Be in Cincinnati, there you yeah, go. even you can be in Cleveland, you can right like there's even even uh, New York. Um, eight hours where you're mm -hmm. New Jersey and, and Manhattan and all all those are only eight eight nine hours away yeah. um, you got Toronto four hours away which is now we're kind of becoming a bit of a suburb of Toronto because it's only three and a half hour drive mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic opening up a lot of the um, cost of living in here is like about 25 to 30 percent cheaper than Toronto yeah sure you yeah. start getting more infrastructure on the railway systems mm -hmm. and these flights are a lot cheaper to go from like Windsor Toronto and you can start making Windsor a player in the GTA area as far as southwestern Ontario coming together as one web um, I think in the next 20 years from now and obviously right now is a bit of a a global issue not just a Windsor issue like this isn't a Windsor's not doing poorly right now because mm -hmm. of Windsor. Windsor is just doing poorly because the exactly. world's upside down. The so economy. 
Once this comes out, like I'm already seeing, we're still in a supply issue. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I wouldn't even say we're doing poorly right now. I think the way that I frame it is we're in an artificially balanced to buyer's market right now, and that's only because of the 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 way things have kind of shaken out. Like right, like we're mm-hmm. we're still in this massive supply issue, yeah. and we still have all this growth coming to Windsor. Right now, what's happening is these interest rates continue to go up and that causes people to hesitate and pull back a little bit. And mm-hmm. it also causes a bunch of sellers who may have stretched out their, their mm-hmm. listings throughout the year to all list at the same time, right? So you get this push of listings on the market and you get a bunch of buyers that are going, well, hang on a second. I don't know what's going on right now. These interest rates are going up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for a bit. So that has sort of artificially balanced the market for a bit. But I think once these interest rate hikes stop going up so aggressively, you're still gonna be faced with this supply issue that we have mm-hmm. in the city and not just the city, the country. And once the price is sort of, nor- <clears throat> excuse me, once they normalize, mm-hmm. people start to see a new normal, that whole uh, issue of, of, of supply versus demand is gonna be right back to where we were again. And then plus you're going to have all these jobs coming to Windsor that I, are going to, you know, create. I perfectly agree with what you're saying. And I've been doing, you know, uh, those seminars and talking to people about that for a long time. Uh, being in, in this business, you know, for 19 years almost, we've seen, I've seen a couple of those uh, 2008 and, I, you know, and, and another one like, but not as aggressive as 2008 recession, you know, but those are, again, uh, small period of time and and it gets you to kick back demand is still very very high and as you said mm-hmm. uh, i think i saw a report the other day that we need like really uh, uh, 1.5 million homes in ontario southwest in the next mm-hmm. 10 years good, good to, to be balanced so you're talking here 150,000 a year well, homes windsor windsor <laughs> windsor never was prepped i think for the amount of jobs that I think are coming and the immigration that's coming because immigration. a lot immigration is yeah. a big one. Um, are, are we, are we not one of the most diverse cities in? We are. Yeah, I think, I think so. we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and the, they have a huge immigration plan coming in. Isn't it almost 5 million over the next few years? 3, 3.4 million now, yeah. you know, and in, in the next three, three years, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For wow. the reports. So that's a huge coming from, they, they were planned for 1.3 million. And for these now, Im- it's like almost tripled. And for the immigrants to come over, they have to hit a certain criteria, I believe, on a yeah. financial standpoint. Right? I, well, some of them, yeah. some of them will come based on their profession. Some of them will come as a humanitarian, like you know, consideration. Mm-hmm. Some of them would come, yeah, for for money because there is a visa. Actually, you apply as a business person if you show in certain areas you know i'm not gonna quote myself for numbers but i believe you know yeah if you because my sister was applying for one right uh, i am being uh, immigrant myself mm-hmm. i know the process that you have mm-hmm. to go to uh, uh, through but yeah we're, we're expecting a lot especially now with the european war going mm-hmm. on lots of those people are gonna immigrate to canada and they're opening more doors now i think uh, but the government is going to be targeting certain areas. But remember, when certain areas get, flo- you know, so many of those, the people in that areas move to s- different uh, cities for opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's a big factor. Uh, if these people cannot buy a house, investors can buy a house and rent it to them. Right. So uh, needs we need more homes because, again, we're short. Right. And the demand is still very high. The biggest imp- uh, thing that impacting right now, the market to recap on that base, is affordability 
when you know the stress test I know you're going to talk about that later, but mm-hmm. I'm going to mention mm-hmm. it right now because sure. we opened mm-hmm. the subject. Yeah, the stress test was based on two things, either the posted rate by the government or uh, the negotiated rate plus 2%. We're coming to that right now. So when we apply, when clients apply to, to be approved, was the rate, let's say, 5.5% until mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Hopefully not, you know, probably, in the, well, not you're, hopefully, you're but in the next couple of days, we're like that. So mm-hmm. you're getting approved by like between 75 to 8% mm-hmm. interest rate. That's, that's the, mm-hmm. the qualifying rate. It's cutting down people from six, seven months when we, our qualifying rate was 5.29, mm-hmm. you know, by about 30, 35% of your affordability. Now, the prices didn't drop that much. So whoever was able to afford a house for, let's say, 500000 okay, now can afford a house for uh, 350 But the houses dropped by fifty or 100000 so they're not at the 350 yet, the mm-hmm. same house that they could afford six months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not balancing That's out. That's that lag curve um, that we always talk about in, in real estate, where when a buyer's affordability drops, they feel that sting right away. That's mm-hmm. it, It's an immediate change of, of perception from the buyer. They go, oh, I can't afford 500000 anymore. I can afford three fifty. But yeah. the sellers, yeah. that takes a lot longer to adjust True. in a real estate market because yeah. the seller still wants to get what you know Bob down the street Absolutely. got for his house six months ago. And they're going to hang on mm-hmm. until those mm-hmm. few sellers that have to sell for that discounted price mm-hmm. and all those comparables start to build up. And now all of a sudden, you, you slowly, it starts to That's adjust. That's when your advice as a realtor comes in fact and tell the client, you know what, we have only a certain number of buyers. If you lose that buyer, you may not get another one for a long time. Right. So if you have, and it depends on the situation. Some people tell you, I can hold on on that property for another year or two years. They right. don't need to sell, but other mm-hmm. people need to sell. And when they lose that buyer, they may not get another one. Mm-hmm. And right. the transition between the five, six months ago market and mm-hmm. now, lots of people had offers on properties conditional on the sale of their house. Mm-hmm. Now, if their house doesn't sell for the price that they want, they're not getting the money they want for down payment. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to make it. So they're burning those prices. That's right. And mm-hmm. that's a transition, three, four, five months. And that's gonna stop if not one those people so so i'm already i'm already feeling that you know that immediate burn Mm -hmm. in june july i'm feeling that burn has kind of gone away and i'm feeling buyers now are coming out a little bit more and exercising the market and then the next month you start feeling a little bit more coming and i think people that were at a million understand they're now at about eight and the eights are now at six and Mm -hmm. once everybody gets knocked to their new playing field there's a new buyer pool in every playing field and then things start to move again i personally think we have a pretty good spring coming i do i think i think although the world's upside down and i think that it's going to be a slower year maybe relating to like uh uh, 2021 it might be considered slower but i actually think this spring could be fairly competitive we're still seeing multiple offers we're still seeing it i'm one of the lucky ones i think in, in the market in the mortgage market like comparing to last year you know november 1st would be our like physical year end mm-hmm. i'm only down about 12 and a half percent from last wow. year mm-hmm. which is that's our, you know, that's, and last that's year actually was, beating the the market average for sure yeah mm-hmm. by yeah, far. that's good for you so yeah the, thank you but uh, in general that's yeah. what i'm saying sometimes it's like you know how you handle your business mm-hmm. that are always business it's tougher to get right now so you pivot, always you pivot and change your your style so uh, absolutely and mm-hmm. yeah and and i think you know in market like this People think because it's a slow, you don't work as hard. No, you work harder. And oh, yeah. Colin would know, and I my team attest. would know, every Monday on our meeting, I tell mm-hmm. them, now we have to work twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
clients are there, but you have to go just in, you have to provide the advice. You have mm-hmm. to be there for them. Uh, more than ever, the client needs the financial advice and yeah. the real estate advice mm-hmm. more than ever. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's very sensitive time when somebody's, you know, market, you know, was like 500,000 a year ago, uh, mm-hmm. six months ago, and now it's 400,000. Mm-hmm. How can you convince that person? You know, do you have the, the reputation? Do you have the trust from that client to convince them that's your new price? Yeah. yeah. So you should be realistic and set that up. And again, so that's why I this keep is where, telling everybody. This is where you're going to build that market share, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. So as as your one hit wonder fly by night agents or mortgage brokers have come in while things are hot, mm-hmm. now things are slowing down. So they use the slowing market as an excuse. Well, I'm slow because the market's slow. I have an excuse to sit at home and watch Netflix because the market's slow. Poor me, poor me. Things are things aren't great. Right. Um, but what they don't realize is if you double down and you, this is your chance to build that market share. Now you're going out and taking the, with your reputation, the, the people that maybe would have split off and gone to them or you, now you're getting all that market share back because they just don't know how to handle these times. They don't know how to double down. They don't know how to work harder mm-hmm. and they don't have the reputation. Now people are going back to the people they trust and, instead of helping their sister, cousin or brother. And lucky, lucky enough, we work for RBC. RBC actually, you know, forecast things. Yep. One of them, like the COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. we, we and the they, interest rate hike. That too, yeah, yeah, fifty point. You only bank that says yeah. fifty point. Yeah. Okay. So that again, the transition, and they always forecast. They're always ahead, one step ahead. It's like when COVID happened, they, they transformed like really four thousand employees out of eighty five thousand employees were were uh, 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 virtual and 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 you know can do things out of their like mobile home. You know, they transferred that to like. The whole employees, all RBC was like really was mobile a quick change. at certain point in one week. Mm-hmm. So they were forecasting something could happen and they were ready. And same thing right now was market like this. Uh, when were uh, RBC announcing to us to call mm-hmm. our client that was uh, that were doing variable rates? Yeah, like immediately. We had to call yeah. most of our clients that had uh, variable rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, to discuss with them. What's going on with the rate? What's the trigger rate? Even though we do it when we do the mortgage for them. Can we, can we, can we talk about that actually yeah. a little bit? So yeah, right now, that's a big question that we mm-hmm. are getting is yeah. obviously variable was a very appealing thing to go towards um, over the last five years. So mm-hmm. obviously now with um, the volatility in the market and the interest rates going up, um, variable may not be the best option anymore. Um, although the fixed rate is high, so is the variable. And we just don't know where things are going moving forward. So what, where's your stance on variable and fixed right now? If somebody were to ask you, I know Absolutely. it's a loaded question. Everybody would ask me. <laughs> it's a loaded okay. question. Oh, I, my answer to that, again, we don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Nobody knows what's gonna happen, what's going on in the mind mm-hmm. of uh, the decision makers for the interest rate. Mm-hmm. However, we can you know, try to forecast and, and again, uh, try to be protective now. Bad or good? No, I, I can't tell you. But everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 variable rate is structured for certain market for certain people on, based on what their goals was that property, what they want to do with that mortgages, and the fixed rate was set for other people. However, I've always said when you go with fixed rate, it's stability, peace of mind. I can't tell you that's the right decision or not. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beneficial for you or not. But mm-hmm. oh, I can tell you what it provides you. So when you take, let's say, five years fixed rate and you close your uh, on house today, tomorrow you can stop thinking about it for another five years mm-hmm. because nothing's going to change. 
whether you like it or not, whether it's going down or going up, it's not going to change. So variables more, what can you stomach? Yeah, I, I want to just uh, yeah, finish yeah. the comment on yeah. the fixed rate because, again, you set your budget based on monthly payment and now you can afford it. You qualified mm. for it. It's done. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about like really uh, potential of can't afford your mortgage payment. While it was variable, that's possible. So before, as you said, the, the, the variable was very appealing because the prime rate was for the longest time so low. Mm -hmm. We've never seen six increases in one year on, on, on a prime rate. That being said, that hit the trigger rate. What, for the people who don't know, trigger rate meaning when your monthly payment is equal or less than the interest rate on the money that you borrowed from the bank. What the bank strategy is, they cannot do that because you have to collect on a mortgage interest plus money. Plus two dollars, three dollars, ten dollars, yeah. and I think that's a strategy to stretch it. But any time the month the, the the rate goes down or up, that changes your amortization. So if the rate goes down, your amortization shrinks because you're paying more principal, less interest. If the rate goes up, you're paying more interest, less principal. So that amortization that you took, let's say twenty five mm -hmm. years, could be stretched. Some of the clients hitting the eighty years amortization right now, Ooh. you know, because they're not yeah. paying anything until they pay interest only. So our biggest advice for these clients, mm -hmm. because when they come to renew, you have to shrink it back to what's legal, 30 years 30 or years under. So that makes your payment a lot bigger. So that's why we tell them if they can afford it to double down on their payment, pay the, the, the you know, the 10% the that would allow by our bank anyways, some mm -hmm. other banks may have different rules for acceleration mm -hmm. to try to accelerate. So when you hit the, the, the renewal date, mm -hmm. okay, you, you, you go back, uh, to normal and you won't be in that 80 year uh, 80 year amortization is that how far it can stretch like you've seen you know, people okay uh, yeah. i've seen it yeah. Have yeah. i've seen it yeah, wow. yeah it was, wow. was the new was the new rate hikes so that being said again Jeez. our advice well, for think some, of how fast these rate hikes have gone well up, right? you're, I mean, you're right six times in so, one year so is that trigger rate then based on on once you get past that 30 year amortization once no. it gets interest only yeah. they'll oh, give you a notice just, so it, it's wow. always been there that's but, a trigger rate yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. back when uh, back in the 70 80s is it volkner that was raising the rates for the fed um drastically did he raise them as quickly as they are raising them now or is this historic or is this pretty is, is when no no it's totally different different mm -hmm. different situation over yeah. there there was no jobs there was no income right. there was a people laid off mm -hmm. not really the the, the the interest rate that caused the, yeah. the, the recession i did read today that this is the highest in the states the interest rates have been since 2002 um and it's obviously more than doubled since um just the spring yeah that's yeah. wild and and, and yeah. in the states but again to be honest like right, i don't want to compare us to the states it's mm -hmm. totally different to market you gotta remember there are 10 times more population than than the canada any decision they make reflecting more people you know we're a lot smaller economy than than the us so the control of a smaller economy would be a lot easier than controlling like a huge the number one economy mm -hmm. on earth so what do you see what do you see then for like the ontario can or canada or even just windsor um on a micro level like what do you see in the forecast with rbc right now or what do you predict 2023 kind of just start, like i asked that those. question actually i was mm -hmm. two weeks ago was one of our executives he came to visit the yeah. windsor and i asked that question because again sometimes you forecast like between the conversation what could possibly happening but RBC is one of the financial institutions that always prepare for the worst. So what they tell you, prepare for the worst so it doesn't be as negative or as bad if you mm -hmm. hit it because you're prepared. 
uh, I know Matt Very, uh, you know, our executive for sales, but what he always said, preparation is respect. So, uh, and, and what I'm trying to say here based on, you mm -hmm. know, what you're asking about RBC, uh, again, the presentation that you attended a couple months ago, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. they're saying right now we're in the second half of the, you know, this bad, uh, uh, the graphics for the economy. So we're still heading back. Uh, I think, in my opinion, they're saying six months to a year mm -hmm. and we're not seeing good time. This isn't and, to terrify people either. Like, we, no, like no. we have to remember that no, these last just two tell years. Just to plan people, and budget. Yeah, people were getting mm -hmm. almost free money. Yeah, yeah. and we got to also remember, if we are in the second half already, the first half wasn't great. Like, these last six months no. haven't been great, but yeah. it hasn't completely buried and we've talked about this on our podcast we've talked about this on our podcast before how how mm. where the rates are right now and and where they're projected to go over the next six months mm -hmm. is not historically astronomic rates mm -hmm. like we're not going to see that 80s you know yeah 18 to 19 percent like high interest credit card mm -hmm. you know rates yeah. on your mortgages we're not going to see that we're going back right now to a more historic average of, mm -hmm. of where interest rates have, have been, right? I think yeah. the, the average is somewhere between, what, 6 and 7% or something like that. Like in, Around in, that ballpark. Yeah. So it's yeah. six and a half. Yeah. Talking, you know, I, again, uh, you always want to prepare. And basically, mm -hmm. when we talk about things, we're, we're having this conversation. It's, not, it's all positive remarks mm -hmm. for the listeners. It's just, you know, when we say something, it appears negative. It's not. In my opinion, it's always constructive mm -hmm. remarks on what we see and what we think yeah. and what we hear from people and what we read in reports. Yeah. Here, I want to I wanna relate to something very, very important for the people who are using uh, really social media. Lots mm -hmm. of people build their opinion based on a report that they, 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 they read, mm -hmm. which is a great thing to read and understand and see. But you got to look at the credibility of the people who did that report. Of course. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't see somebody who had bad experience last week in buying a house that he wasn't supposed to buy, got bad advice from somebody, and now he's, you know, putting it online, getting his, like, really... Uh, Rage, you know, so rage. to speak. And, and, yeah, and, in the comment section. In the comment and section. And people read it and believe yeah. it. And you know what? They for, forecast it. They, they, they broadcast it yeah. and start talking about it. It's a dangerous... And it becomes so big. Mm -hmm. But how credible is that? Yeah. That's why my advice to all the listeners, when you mm -hmm. want to do research, check the source. Mm -hmm. If that credible source or not. And get outside somebody... of your social media because yeah. one of the other mm -hmm. things about social media uh, is it, it over time, it biases towards... The things that you read and the and the and the way that you see things, mm -hmm. it starts to feed you yeah. more of that information, and you don't get to see the whole picture anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So social media gives you a very narrowed view of any topic that you're interested in, and you got to step outside of that and start yeah. listening to this things like a, this and getting it straight from well, this is a, from a source. You kind know? of a dangerous, a dangerous time with communication. I mean. Absolutely. With, mm -hmm. with great power comes. You gotta great be careful what you say. You gotta, that's why um, I said we don't have a crystal ball. It's we don't have based a on experience ball. and 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 you know and, and conversation and, trends, and readings and trends yeah. and and data that we're we're hearing from other specialists. Um, but it's a dangerous time as this is the first real recession that we're kind of playing with with true social media communication. Mm -hmm. Even two thousand eight nine social media isn't what it is today. Um, so this is this is where everybody comes out thinking they're the professional. Everybody comes out saying what their take is. And if you're reading the wrong information, it's easy to get scared. And mm -hmm. there is a lot of fear mongering um, articles that are out there. Right. So 
Um, it is every everybody's got to do their own homework for sure. And yeah. if you just read a headline here or some clickbait there, like go if you just type in recession on YouTube, every single thumbnail is like worst crash in history like it the, the, it's all fear-mongering mm -hmm. clickbait type articles yeah. but when mm -hmm. you actually watch the video it's really not that bad it's just they want you to click on it because you're like oh my god this is the worst thing well, in history some, some, some good reports i read actually said the only way to defuse inflation right. is by going through recession right how mild that recession is that dictated by like really right. how how grave that that, that inflation was you know and if that's that's something you have to do you have to do mm -hmm. so but i what i say let's get it over with yeah. right <laughs> you know and, and, and yeah hopefully we are on the second half of it i mean yeah. the last six months or so i i would send you that report that yeah. you know if you want from from you know our, uh, mm -hmm. the person who did the uh, economy report and and our conference mm -hmm. last week we got it if you want i can email it to you joe absolutely that'd be awesome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so you can show it to your team and again, those people base it on previous experience mm -hmm. and they have best case scenario and worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking the worst case scenarios that they're, they're saying like, and to an indication of that, most of the banks and the last raises, we always normally when we see rate hike on the fixed rate side, not the, 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 the prime rate or the variable, it goes to, uh, you know, to four and five years, seven and 10 sometimes. The last two or three raises or two raises that we mm -hmm. saw, one, two, three years, this is to me somehow positive that means their expectations for that, that for that rate to be in one two three years you know over and the rates start going down again yep. that's why they're raising what because the demand on the one mm -hmm. and two and three years term has been higher than ever most people used to come four and five years seven and ten years very rarely but the one two three years very rare to see those yep. now that's all we see all people want one two three years term so yeah. this is an indication that the, lots of those people are reading reports, right. reading you know some things from economists, and they're building that decision on that base. Yeah. And I always say too, like sorry, no, um, no matter how much research, no matter how much you look into, a lot of people are trying to get the best deal for themselves. They want to time the market, and is this best time for me to buy? Is this the best time for me to get the best rate? But I think Warren Buffett says it the best: it's your time in the market, not timing the market, because even the experts can't predict exactly what day, what month, something good is going to happen to get a good opportunity. So you have to uh, focus on your financial goals, bring it back to what's reality for you. Do you have short-term goals? Do you have long-term goals? These rates have terms, one, two, three, four, five years. So there's been a saying going around, you want to date the rate, uh, marry the mortgage. That mortgage is your purchase price. So that's your long-term financial goal. But those rates will come up every few terms. Obviously, it's important for affordability right now. But And what, what are you seeing yeah. right now with um, buyers? Do you, are you feeling an uptick of buyers coming back to the table as far as your approvals? We are. But at the same time, it's leading with advice because it's very easy to get discouraged. Um, at RBC, we can hold a rate up to 120 days. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep you pre-proof for four months. Mm -hmm. But as you continue to look as the market maybe is dry right now or not as many good deals on the market, when it comes up for that 120 days, we will contact them within 30 days. We can reset that rate. But then that's obviously with increasing rates, mm -hmm. uh, lowering their qualifying amount. So it, it could get unmotivating yeah uh, yeah, to say the yeah least. we have to be the yeah. cheerleaders i think both absolutely of us, because yeah. because 
if you look at the way both markets have gone, we were in the middle of that crazy seller's market where it was easy to get discouraged because you were losing on every offer you were putting yeah, in, exactly. right? And now it's easy to get, get discouraged because your rates are going up. And mm -hmm. I think that the, the bottom line here is that we need to try to be the, the, the beacon of light for these yep. people and say, look, don't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just keep tracking towards the goals that yeah. you're setting for yourself and there's gonna be we'll a, get you there's there. gonna be a time mm -hmm. in let's say three four or five whatever it is down the line you're gonna look back at this time being like just like we do looking back at 2008 2009 being like shit i wish i bought like 10 houses during <laughs> yeah. that time there's exactly. going to be a time yeah. where people are gonna look back and be like I wish I bought during that time. And this is the market everybody was asking for. Everybody I said, I want prices to come down. It's not going to be too long. People say, I'm yeah. going to buy when, when that time comes back. Yeah. When, when prices come down, I'm going to, I'm going to buy more houses. I'd be like, are you, are you interested in buying a house? No, I'm not interested in buying a house. Houses are too expensive. I'll see you when the market comes down. Now the market's down. And we always said this. Now mm -hmm. they're all like, well, I'm not going to buy the market's down. But I think once we see a clear indication that we've hit bottom and things are starting to come back up, buyers are going to be like, Holy shit, we got to get on. And then you're going to see that competition. I think Absolutely. Yeah. you're, that's you're why economist. Need to be proved. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. that's the have thing. To. And the one thing that you can time, yeah. the one thing that people have control over right now is getting their pre-approval rates locked in. Because you can with, renew with you it. Guys. Because yeah. no cost, that no gives commitment. you four months. If any rate increases happen during those four months. As which long right as now, they, it probably which, will Which happen. they probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as you're finding a home and you're closing on that home within that time, you're kind of a little bit ahead of of what's going to happen price edge. wise in the market. You're getting yeah. a little bit of that edge, and that's so kind it's of not, it's not a little bit. To be honest, right. I compared uh, June to July rate differential was eighty point. So on a hundred thousand, like wow. you know, that's substantial. Yeah. You know, for average five hundred thousand home, you could be saving yeah. substantial amount of money. So that's why we were advising all all the people we work with as realtors. Please, if you have somebody start looking or, you know, it doesn't harm, mm -hmm. let's do pre-approval rate commitment for them yes. and make sure that, you know, they're, they're, because in the 120 days, you know, lots of things can happen. Mm -hmm. So if this guy was pre-approved last month versus this month, it could make substantial difference of interest rate and on the long run saving. That, you know, that being said, I want to go back to the previous subject that we were talking about. That This tells you how important the pipeline is. So every client that visiting you today, that maybe they got cold feet, maybe they couldn't qualify, maybe, you know, due to the market right now, you know, uh, they want to stop and wait for budgeting. But these people are looking for houses and they're not going to stop looking for houses when the time comes for them. So my biggest advice for, for the realtors is just as much as we do, mm -hmm. put them on pipeline because when people start mm -hmm. looking, if they don't qualify now, they can yeah. qualify next year. They can qualify the year after. Yep. So keep yeah. that contact going. And pipeline and slow slow market is you know very, very important to maintain. Like I had close to 300 pre-approvals when we started this, now it's down to 200. And, mm -hmm. and uh, that worries me sometimes because I'm not getting new people into that pipeline. So, so what I think is when we were talking about this in the beginning is the, the supply issue still remains and real estate prices aren't dropping because they of anything else, but really the interest rate hikes, right? So this is an artificial, like you had said, this is an mm -hmm. artificial manipulation of the real estate market due to the inflation issues they're trying to get under control. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that the supply issue has been fixed. It's still there. And 
spring market I find every year early spring that February March to April being the busiest time of year for act like actively competing offers not for product on market but for that multiple offers that we were seeing I think the reason for it is you get this pool of, pool of buyers that shows up in the new year like you're almost like your new year's resolution buyers that are like I'm gonna buy a house this year and then in February you get more buyers joining the market. In March, you get more buyers joining the market, but there's still not a lot of product because the product doesn't really start hitting the shelves till April, May, June, right? And so you're accumulating buyers and buyers and buyers, and if there's not a lot of houses on market, that's why those houses are getting a lot more attention because the buyers are there. Once the spring comes, yes, yes. But once the spring gets there, it starts to kind of find its way and uh, spread out a little bit. Right now, I think on an extreme, like in an extreme sense, every month that goes by with all this negative press and media the buyers are joining the market joining the market but they're not showing themselves they're joining being ready to buy you have i'm having people call me every other day saying joe i'm, I'm interested in buying a house keep me in, keep me in the loop um, i don't think i'm ready yet i don't think we're at the bottom yet i don't think we're at the bottom yet and so you have all these buyers saying oh, we're waiting for the bottom we're waiting for the bottom and i think as soon as that bottom kind of shows itself and people start seeing things pick back up the amount of buyers that are going to show up in force and the amount of houses that are going to get eaten up and the, the supply going back down to where it was, I have a feeling the chaos isn't over. I don't think it's a feeling only, uh, yeah. Joe. I think mm-hmm. that's a reality. Yeah. Every time. And my, my advice to myself, if mm-hmm. I was going to buy, I would, I would want to buy on the way up, not on the way down. Right, because I don't know where the bottom is. Where and I think that's and I think that's what's happening. And Buyers mention, are waiting yeah. for indications. Yeah, and not to so, mention it's the timing right now with the interest rate too. Mm-hmm. Some people would say, or oh, if they keep raising the rate, the property, the the, the prices are gonna go down mm-hmm. again and again. Not the same amount because if the prices like the rate goes up by 50, 50 point, mm-hmm. while you can save fifty thousand on a property, the fifty point increase in rates is not gonna be nearly close to the saving of the fifty thousand on right. price drop. So that's what people thinking. And again, people want to buy, but you're right. It's the timing. They're waiting. They're getting, you know, just it's, step back and, and waiting. And the pool is growing trying to and hunt. growing and growing. Exactly. And I think that's why this spring, I'm, I'm, I'm very bullish on this spring. I wish I could time it like I you. Know. But, you know, again, yeah. I think what's going to trigger it is, again, the government's next meeting in December, I believe. Yeah. In my opinion, in November, we should have a clear idea. If they're not going to increase the rate, as much, or, or maybe they won't increase it at all. Yeah, they won't at all. Uh, if they don't increase it, if they that's going to be your it, trigger. If they don't, in my opinion, if they don't mm-hmm. increase it, then you have that three-month lag curve where all of a sudden that wheel starts moving, mm-hmm. and three months out, that's that, that brings the confidence. Yeah, it's a stable market now. The rate yeah. is stable, so yeah. uh, you know if I don't see it, it's going to go down. So the market's not going to go down. You're right. People mm-hmm. are going to jump right now, and whoever wants to buy it is going to go and buy. Yeah. So it might be, I mean, again, we're speculating here. And the we're transition, yeah, the transition, yeah. because you have right now so many properties in the market for sale. When that, you know, trans- transaction happened and now the buyers start buying, it's going to take a few months to start seeing lower right. amount of properties in the market and multiple offers. Yeah. And this, like is, this, is what you're, this is what you're seeing. This is what I'm seeing. But if you multiply it by all the other agents and all the other mortgage brokers, um, I mean, that's a significant amount of buyers that are probably doing the same thing. Um, True. Everybody, including mm-hmm. myself, I'm ready to invest more into real estate, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm not ready yet. I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching and it's to not, see what Joe, happens. It's not only investing. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. of people want to move in into a house, yeah. but they'd rather wait like, you know, a couple of months to get a better Stock market, yeah. everything, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I wanted to bring up, 
uh, for today was investing. Well, I guess we were kind of just talking about that was the investing, but um, people coming up on the renewals. So a lot of people that were locked in five years ago at these low rates are coming up on their five-year renewals, including myself. I have a renewal coming up on my primary residence in January. Um, there, There's many people that are going to be shocked to see what their, their new rates are at. And there are options as far as re like if if it's a number obviously we don't want to see anybody in a tough spot where they can't afford their bills because if you're in a time where maybe your income is lower because of the way the market is and then your mortgage rate increases a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. you're getting hit in both directions so um obviously there's always the option to ask for a reamortization um uh, is there can, you can stretch it to 30 years back at mm-hmm. you know no cost to just control the monthly payment as much as you can. Yeah. And we always advise, and a good time, because you just said mm-hmm. our income is not the same, but that means right. your income was higher. Mm-hmm. That's why you accelerate when your income is higher, mm-hmm. to try to knock that amortization, build a little bit of equity in your property. Okay, so that makes gives you some peace of mind when you come for renewal, mm-hmm. you know, and under controllable like and, and manageable uh, numbers for payment. Mm-hmm. Now, again, nobody has a crystal ball, but lots of people, if we're thinking the one and two years terms are the turning point for the rate Mm -hmm. lots of people could renew in one or two years Mm -hmm. and see what happened Mm -hmm. and for those that are looking to sell and upgrade their homes a lot of people are holding off because they're they're worried their house is is dropped in price but what i try to stress them is all relative the market could drop 60 percent, but the house you're purchasing Mm -hmm. should also be low as well um and what uh people don't realize too is there's the option to as long as they stay with the bank they're currently at there's always the option to port their mortgage to right and now they're only paying that high interest on the difference is that correct uh, yeah there is two actually two ends at this uh joe and i'm glad you brought that subject there is portability meaning somebody has a mortgage sold a house and buy another house they can port that mortgage at the same interest rate was the same term to the new house and they still can stretch the amortization if they want to lower the payment the conditions for that one of the applicant at least one applicant has to be on the previous mortgage and gonna be on the new one on the new purchase doesn't have so to be all that so if there's a spouse now entitled that's bringing another mm-hmm. income in they can still port as long as one original yeah they can there. add another that's person nice. to it father mother mm-hmm. spouse uh, partner they can add to it and yeah buy another house and actually i'm doing lots of ports right now lots mm-hmm. of people selling oh, it they don't sure. they want to buy within 120 days for to, to maintain the rate there is another option co- called uh, assumption People can assume your mortgage, okay, but they would have to qualify, you know, and uh, the product that the, the seller in has to be uh, assumable product, meaning an RBC, if they have a home line plan, that's not assumable product. That means they, they can port, but they cannot have a buyer assuming their mortgage. But if it's conventional or high ratio, mm-hmm. people can assume that mortgage. And that could be used as tool to uh, you know tool to, to sell, sell. The prop- yeah because if you tell them yeah. i sell you my mortgage and you i sell you my house and you can get my mortgage at 2.69 yeah yeah that's, that's, that's a huge very very no yeah that's, that's a huge telling yeah. especially for investors yeah. trying to make their cash flow first, work right now yes. make sure your seller product who where where is they are is it. assumable because mm-hmm. some banks don't allow it some financial institutions don't allow it and if they have a home line plan product it's not it's and that, not. that purchaser still has to go through all the yeah. now is there qualifying exactly. yeah. let's you know, say this is a document i would want to attach to my listing saying hey this is an option we're selling our property x amount of dollars my seller is also willing to sell uh, or give the mortgage away through an assumption um is there a document that the bank would be able to provide details of that 
of yeah. that mortgage on so we contract. could attach it? Yeah. On the client's contract, when they sign yeah. their contract, yes. But if they don't, because most people lose them, they can call their bank and say, is my product assumable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, wow. and it's good to bring up too, because a lot of people just want to shop around, get the best rate, yeah. get the best yeah. options. Well, well, you can get something you with 2.69, you know. And just, even if it's only for two more years, yeah. I think the rates two years from now should be better than what they're currently yeah. saying. And I want to touch base in here yeah. because I saw your notes uh, early, uh, yeah. something about the builder package. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yes. I, I don't want to go through yeah. it because, you know, it's a huge advantage to some people and builders that, uh, deal with RBC. I hate to speak like only about our product in general, mm-hmm. but it is true. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I brought some documents, I'll give them to you before I leave, remind me, uh, about our builder package. The main thing for, 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 for the builders right now, and big concern is the appraisal. So if you sell a property, let's say uh, last year as a builder, and it's gonna close a year after, mm-hmm. which is let's say in November this year, and you sold it for a million dollars, can you guarantee your appraisal is gonna come at million dollar this year? We all know the prices drop. Let's say that appraisal comes at 900 or 800,000, what's gonna happen? Most of financial institutions now, they're not gonna honor that mortgage because the property is not appraising. Mm-hmm. Or the buyer has to come with that big difference. At RBC product, when we do the application, we don't do another appraisal before closing. We do the appraisal at the date of the application once we approve it, unless the client change the price or the address we're not going to touch it again we're the only bank that offer that i think most likely so to speak i don't want to be like 100 yeah, yeah. sure but most likely okay so that's a great safety net for the builders and for the clients when they go to close you know that appraisal is not going to change and drop by hundred thousand or two hundred thousand prior to that people didn't care because market was going up 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 mm-hmm. now the market is going down a little bit it's, it's a big concern it's more important yeah. than ever. lots of Absolutely. deals out the yeah. new belt are not going to close i'm going to give you an example i'm not going to mention the builders even though i i hope so because he <laughs> bought into our product before anybody else in windsor mm-hmm. 11 properties on the same street were closing between october november december this year they were sold uh, february last year our rate at the time, fixed rate five years was 1.79, but our one and a half year, 18 months commitment was 2.39. So that's the rate cap, okay? If the rate is lower than the rate cap at the closing, they got the lower rate. If it's higher, you get the 2.39. Mm-hmm. More than 11 properties closing in the next three months in that on that street at 2.39 interest rate. And you and you honor that, oh, oh, we, and, and if it yeah. wasn't for that, we're probably by then easily around six. Something. Or even the buyer, if if they have like sixty thousand deposit, they can yeah. back off on that property if they think the property is worth now hundred thousand less it's or hundred fifty thousand. It's gonna be more than fifty percent less. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. if you're at two point three nine, you're saving hundred and fifty thousand on a million dollar mortgage. Hundred and fifty thousand, that's a huge saving. So mm-hmm. people are gonna well, be that like savings, really that savings is probably the loss they lost in the depreciation of the home. So they yeah. they're coming out maybe more even, and yeah. then mm-hmm. and then that house is gonna grow back, and they're still gonna get that. Savings. And they don't have to be yeah. subject to lawsuit and losing their deposit and reputation. So now their plan is still strict yeah. because they decided to go with you know mm-hmm. very trusted financial institution like RBC. Yeah. And so obviously, is RBC the... just taking on that risk? Yes. you know themselves, and 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 if so, what you just said, mm-hmm. yes. Do you see that policy ever changing if we are in a declining market? I can say because in the convention, I asked that question and I said, we know we're advertising for that. And uh, I I got answered by by one executive and he said, no, our relationship with the client, our reputation more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. And you know what? 
if any financial institution in Canada can afford it, it would be RBC because mm-hmm. they're the number one by far financial mm-hmm. institution. There you go. I'm not here to advertise for RBC no, as much no, as you know, but but it's a fair <laughs> statement. <laughs> it is a fair statement, you know, and you know, again, uh, just like you know, we can, we can tell people if you don't believe me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go try buy. Me. If you don't try believe me. me, buy a new house. <laughs> try me. Try, try me. And and most of the builders, we've been like really leveraging this for yeah. all the builders in Windsor. That's why most builders who bought in for it right now mm-hmm. they appreciate the relationship with RBC because again, the appraisal is not going to change. Mm-hmm. That rate a client get rate commitment is yeah. becoming more handy than ever right yes. now yeah. because yeah. can you imagine right if the rate was at seven or eight or nine percent. You know they're gonna get the 2.39 if the rate's still at 1.7 percent they're getting 1.7 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the rate cap and is a huge tool for rbcs and the third one i'm not done yet okay <laughs> we offer free life and disability insurance for the two main applicants for the whole construction period for free that costs on average five six thousand dollars yeah and yeah. you know what other uh, people told me well it's hard to believe well, i said we have it it's <laughs> in the package Okay, and we're committed to it. So as I said, we're not here to, to sell the product, but you know, out of an advice, yeah. if mm-hmm. you have that product versus everything else, mm-hmm. what would you do? I'm not yeah. telling you take my product. I'm telling you take the best product. Yeah. But when we put them on the table, you and can't, for, yeah, and for you can't question that. Whoever's listening, yeah. just know if, if you were to purchase a new home right now and rates were to go down, you honor the best rate, so mm-hmm. it's not it's not like you hold the rate at today's. So if it's lower, you you adjust, and yeah. if it's higher, you stay up to that threshold point. Big yeah. developers in Toronto, yeah. and again, unfortunately, I can't mention names. But I'd love to. One of the mm-hmm. biggest developers in Canada. Yeah. One of their conditions: you can go with any bank you want for mortgages, but I want that builder commitment rate from RBC that they approved you. Yeah. For one reason. Because the market was always volatile and you don't know if the market right. is going to stand mm-hmm. when they built in Toronto, they built three years in advance. If I'm building a home, yeah. it's it, in my opinion, it's my only option. My, my yeah. new builds, uh, I went through RBC as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm building a home, it just make it's protection, right? It's, yeah. a, it's an insurance Absolutely. policy on its own. As a developer yeah. or builder, don't you want that protection for you? Yeah. And that's why they were asking for that builder commitment letter from RBC yeah. because they want to be safe and the client can go anywhere else at the end. If that financial institution that they elected not offer them what we offer, the builder tell them we have that commitment. Go back to RBC, and you know what? That again, I, I have the urge to mention that builder's name. That you know, and and he called me and he said, Mike, you saved us so much money, and I feel only worried about two deals that are not gonna close the, the, there because they're not with RBC. And I mean. That's a big difference. You imagine mm-hmm. building and your interest rate by the time you're build and builds were taking a lot longer than the six, seven months they True. normally would, right? Yeah. So 12 months later, your build's done and surprise, you're not at two point whatever anymore. You're at 5.8 or 4, 5, budgeting. Or whatever yeah. it is. Budgeting, you, you may not be able to it's afford double. it. Yeah. No. Um, we end our, uh, we've been ending our podcasts, uh, podcast podcast lately it's a michigan accent it's a michigan accent <laughs> and an app had wouldn't make the Michigan. <laughs> we've been ending our podcast uh recently with a game called geoguesser um so it drops us in a have you ever seen this i, I have I yeah believe, so it yeah. drops you somewhere on google uh google earth it, they give us five different spots and we have to try and work together to figure out where we're at um i'm obsessed with this game so we like to end it this way it's a fun way to end it so we're going to start here. It's going to drop us somewhere in the world. And we need uh, we need to figure this one out. Wow, this is, the screen's really close. Interesting. 
Okay. Right, we got Dakota, Hyundai's. Uh, Hyundai. Hyundai. They're on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. It feels more like Lebanon with those roads with the holes in. They're on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The trees, symbols on the, the uh, that could be um, that could be England, that could be Cyprus. Yeah, does because on the right, yeah, on the wrong side of the uh, Australia, I think they, well, they drive the, on the wrong well, the side. Only, the only thing here is it looks like it could be have some colder climates. Yeah, the other trees looks don't have like it's maybe yeah. fall, so maybe, yeah, maybe more like a uh, like Britain somewhere yeah, there. Let's go see those a, signs. We got a sign up there that we can well, so the, yeah. see the plates, the car plates. Oh, they're, they're they blank. might they might yeah. bl they blur out the car yeah. plates. Yeah, okay. Oh, there's a McDonald's. I saw a sign for a McDonald's and coop. So it, oh wait. Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah. So it's Chinese. I don't know. Some could be Japan. I don't think that's Japanese. Could, no, see the that looks like. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this has got to be somewhere in. Potentially in China, or what's coop? One point seven kilometers. So it has to be like they use English and their language. Uh oh, English and their language is uh isn't that Malaysia? Malaysia. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think I think it would be. I Malaysia. think Malaysia yeah. um has somewhere around there has um has mixed. You want to just okay. drop somewhere yeah, in sure, here? Sure, yeah. Sure. Although see. it seems south for like the trees. Yeah, it seems like it's more fall. Like, I would say it's probably more north than that. Um, like, it's got to be, I don't know. Fall, you're, you're not going to get that fall. So, oh, right. South Korea. South Korea? South Korea's got a lot of English, doesn't it? Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 And they that's do. a little bit more north. You want to go but more would South Would that Korea? be their language? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> go, like, go up to. You, you want to go more South Korea? Sure. All right. Um, it Japan. was it, it was, was Japan. Japan. So, but we were far oh, off though. Actually, okay. we were pretty close. Yeah. So it was it was a little further north. We actually weren't really far at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was South Korea. Or sorry, it was Japan. It's Japan. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know the difference really on the. Oh, let's see if we can figure out who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> is that a mosque? Uh, it could be, or, an, or it could be like an. Oh, what do we got Ooh, uh, there? What's to oh, the left yeah. there? Oh boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Be in like Italy or Greece. Yeah. I would say Greece. Greece. Yeah. I'd say Greece. I, I, we got to see some graffiti first. One sec. <laughs> okay, is there any uh, signs? That's got to be. That's got to be somewhere. Greece. That looks like Greek symbols on the architecture yeah. there too, with the domed, with the Top. domed roofs. Is that a church or? It's not letting me go any or... further. Oh no. It's not letting me. I'm go gonna further. say. I'm is there gonna any say that's probably Greece. No. I, if I see anything writing, I can, you could tell if okay, it's Greece. Okay, there you go. A lot of white, a lot that's, of white concrete buildings. Greece. That's yeah. got to be Greece. Oh, yeah, it could be uh, uh, Mykonos, the island. So let's. So you're saying. So somewhere maybe in these islands, you mean? Like yeah. This is the one you just. The said? white Mykonos is all white. I, I yeah. lived in Greece. I thought tennis. So, so you're thinking you guys are thinking somewhere in here, maybe from Athens to these islands. Yeah. You want to try an island? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I think it's it. Oh. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Was that it? Was it was United the UK. Kingdom. UK. It was, UK. It was, it was, uh, it was Scotland. Like Edinburgh. Oh, wow. oh that's give you. Oh man. Wow, they threw us off with the the architecture. Yeah, yeah. they sure did. Yeah. Wow. Edinburgh. All oh. right. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Soon enough, you guys are going to be able to spot a house anywhere in the world. You're right. <laughs> it's on that street. So this, you know that? That's kind of what we started doing this was because we're like, a lot of the time they drop. So is this random? Architecture. Yeah. What's that? Is yeah. this random? Is this random? Like oh. these trees, these trees have like an African look, but then at the same time, it looks cold. Mm -hmm. Right. And the roads are all chipped up and I don't know. 
Persia. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking. Maybe like like northern, like Eastern Europe, or. I mean, it's really a crapshoot here. Mm-hmm. We're on a road that shows us nothing. Yeah. Oh, Except there's, there's ice snow and on snow. The yeah. Snow on the okay. ground. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. frick, this could be that's Canada for all we know. I just want to see a sign. Yeah, well, there's a building well, or there. Or just a building, just to see what the building okay. looks like. Okay, what's the writing? Looks, like, looks like Russian or or maybe Ukrainian. What's this guy? <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... Oh, more... that, is that Greek, though? No, no it's not no, Greek no, writing. No. So we're thinking... Probably somewhere, cause it's snow. It's there's yeah. snow. It's got to be somewhere up around there. Up around here. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. You want to just drop it somewhere in the middle here? Sure. All right. Whoa, we are Bulgaria. getting Bulgaria. We wow. are getting just Bolshev, tossed Bolshev. around. Yeah. <laughs> prior, yeah. Prior to that, we were Greece. We were yeah. way I close. No, I didn't know that Bulgaria. We were Greece before. Had so. snow like that? that? No, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't realize that that. Bulgaria had a completely different alphabet. Huh. Bulgaria. I yeah. thought that Bulgarian that was didn't that still seem, the, was still the regular because yeah. my wife is from Romania, which is just right north of, yeah. of oh, Bulgaria, okay. and and I don't I didn't know that there was that mm-hmm. alphabet difference because that looked like also that seemed really Russian that or, seemed yeah. really cold, like cold <laughs> to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure did. All right, let's let's see if we can do better here. Can you guess here. anything here? Right now, for North American, this yeah. does. Curves on the right side Curves of the road. Curves on the right side of the road. This the, the same type on the of side. road that looks like a Ford. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, yep. So anytime I see these cracks, that usually yeah. tells you that they go through climate like normal There's like seasons. There you go. There's on the left there. So it looks like Montreal. Between Ottawa and Montreal drive. Yeah, this could be. There is mountains. Changing seasons here. Elevation change. Yeah. Um, a, this is a. That's a Canadian. This looks, this looks Canadian to yeah. me. Bike route. I think it's Montreal, Quebec. They have French. Curtis signs. William Parker. That sounds Memorial Bridge. Right. Google it. <laughs> Canadian. All right. I'm thinking Canadian. Yeah, I, I think. I, th- so I think it's Quebec personally. So. All right. Yeah. Give, give, Although that wasn't in French. Give, give, mm-hmm. That wasn't in French. It was Ottawa? Do you go Ottawa to Montreal? Well, you got you do have those rock. Yeah, rock it's the Canadian walls. Shield. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like. I think about right. yeah. All Ottawa right. to Montreal. Yeah, let's see. We got to get something close here. There you you want to just drop it somewhere in here? Yeah, there you go. Oh, what? Uh, oh wrong. wow! Tennessee. <laughs> We are getting, we got, we got hammered on that one. All right, last wow. round, last round. Wow, we're getting our butts Korea. kicked. Is it? Korea. Yeah. Korea. Uh, one thing I've noticed about the Korean language is those little circles at the bottom of their symbols. Yeah. You don't uh, see that in Japanese. Interesting. Uh, well, it's it has, not North Korea. And, and, no, South Korea. <laughs> no, South Korea, because it has English underneath the, yeah. side, the sign. Yeah, South Korea. Don't even have yeah, to Yeah, see, around. it's English in the bottom, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Korea. <laughs> Final answer. All right. But where? Near, near, near Seoul. <laughs> go to go near Seoul. Okay. Come on. Come on. All right. Oh. 232 kilometers away. That's, that's like right. London. That's like that's London, Windsor. Yeah. That's All right. All right. We finished. We finished on a good note. <laughs> I mean, we weren't like 
terribly off no, on all of them, but the this Tennessee one kind of pissed me off because yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. thought we were onto something. That I did not Hurricane. think that was I, I, the United I States. I used to go, uh, you know, to uh, Mont Saint Sauveur. Mm-hmm. We go to Ottawa because my my wife has relatives over there, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we drive. It's the same environment. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um. Was I just record? Uh, whatever. Stop screen recording. I should have recorded that. <laughs> um. Okay. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys yeah, coming no, on. Thank this you, guys. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. No, we love awesome. it. This, I think this yeah. uh, this was very It's a good time to be talking about this yeah. stuff because it's, people yeah. need to get some insight into yeah. why things are changing the way they're changing. Mm-hmm. And even though we don't have a crystal ball and we can't see exactly where things are going, this is what we do every day. We definitely so, have a pulse on the market yes. more than a Facebook troll. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly because you're in it every day right. and yeah, that's yeah. what you do for a living yeah. and I think you know we're obligated mm-hmm. to our job before anybody else to our mm-hmm. business and our reputation to like do what we need to do mm-hmm. and, and be there for our clients be there for each other yeah. because again uh, we can exchange information we yeah. can exchange ideas we can exchange like really reports because nobody can read everything right. mm-hmm. and, and those kind of events are very very helpful right now mostly I would send that message out day and day out be positive because that's how we mm-hmm. bring bread mm-hmm. to our families lots of people will go and ironically one of my friend who was mortgage person okay and went like and i saw how negative he was online like how could you mm-hmm. regardless it's not helping anything yeah regardless mm-hmm. if you don't want to say anything don't say anything but don't mm-hmm. say anything negative especially mm-hmm. when you're in windsor mm-hmm. uh, you know you can look like really something minus five and something minus two just look at minus two, even if it's mm-hmm. minus, but minus two, don't look at minus five. Not to be very these, negative. These things are these things are out of our control. And mm-hmm. as long as we can work with the tools we have to at least better the situation some way, shape or form by offering solutions or temporary solutions until we get out of this. It's all temporary. Yeah, and this is the end. reality. Historically yeah, right? We're speaking, in the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, it's only six Absolutely. months we've been in this versus two years mm-hmm. in COVID. Everybody was expecting, including mm-hmm. our executives. They were paying my assistant for the first six weeks uh, during COVID because they thought our business going to go down. Our business went up 40, 50%. Yeah. So you can't be negative for like short period of time versus like, you know, when we had the worst pandemic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our lifetime and we did so well in it. Yeah. So we have to still be appreciative. We still have to be positive. And again, it, we have to transfer that vibe to everybody yeah, in the market. And that's yeah. my advice to everybody. Because, well said. Yeah, we need positive attitude. We need positive conversation. Even if you're not doing anything right now, but don't be black and negative and don't impact other people mm-hmm. not to make decisions. Right. Mike Habib, Colin Boss, Bossy, Mobile Mortgage Specialist with RBC. If anybody has any questions on porting a mortgage, renewing a mortgage, getting a new mortgage, investing in a home, whatever it may be, um, please reach out to these guys. I'll attach their information to the link um, in a link uh, to this video. And if you have any questions, just reach out. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.